to a guy recently named Joseph Hall. He's at the nonprofit Center for Democracy and Technology. And he suggested that this process the FBI is supposedly using with the help of this yet unnamed outside firm, and we don't get any sense that the DOJ is actually ever going to tell anyone about this, um, that you can really make a lot of money uh, doing this because there are a lot of phones that need to be unlocked. Do you think that FBI people just don't have the skill set to do this, or what's the deal? Oh, man. This has been so weird to watch it play out. Um, I think really, truly what happened here, at least by a lot of estimates, the FBI was trying to make, uh, you know, make this process easier for law enforcement to get into these phones. You know, some of us would be skeptical of, uh, you know, the testimony of FBI Director James Comey uh, in this recent congressional hearing saying we have no idea how to do it. And that's why we're asking. Uh, Apple to help us do this. But, you know, I I, I think they were trying to make the process easier. And that is, you know, potentially really important for law enforcement in some of these situations. With this uh, latest development, you know, the the whole problem isn't going away. Can we expect now phone companies and app makers and software producers to to double down on encryption, do you think? I think we're going to see this debate not go away. Um, You know, Bruce Schneier, he's a longtime security expert. He put out a recent survey from Harvard's Berkman Center for Internet and Society. And um, his findings uh, suggested that there are 619 entities that currently sell encryption products. Um, Two thirds are actually outside of the U.S. Um, So there are a lot of products that are already out there that a lot of people already making money in this space. And I think really depending on how users feel about this, uh, we should remember that back in February, Pew did a, a, a survey that suggested that most people were on the side of the FBI. Um, right. That that may have changed now. This was a very public fight, um, and more people may be looking for this kind of technology in the future, but it really depends on whether users actually value this. And if if they do, Apple might make some money. Ben Johnson is the host of Marketplace Tech. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Kai. Elsewhere in tech news, non-Apple tech news, I should say, hospitals are proving to be tempting targets. Yesterday, Washington, D.C.-based MedStar Health was infected by a computer virus. Ransomware is the suspicion. The hack comes after similar attacks against hospitals in Los Angeles and Kentucky. And seeing as how you don't get information much more sensitive than healthcare records, we asked Marketplace's Dan Gorenstein what hospitals are doing to protect themselves. And oh, yeah us. Here's what kept former FBI agent Andre McGregor up at night back when he worked as a cyber special agent in New York City. At a hospital, I have to deal with pacemakers, CAT scan machines, uh, the refrigerator for, for blood. All of these have IP addresses. All of these have software that needs to be updated. In other words, hospitals are incredibly vulnerable to any variety of cyber threats. According to the data protection group, the Poneman Institute, criminal attacks in the healthcare industry are up 125% since 2010 and are now more likely to occur in that sector than any other in the economy. One reason, too many hospitals are sitting on their hands. All great things must first wear terrifying and monstrous masks in order to inscribe themselves on the hearts of humanity. That's James Scott, a fellow at the Institute for Critical Infrastructure Technology, quoting the philosopher Nietzsche. And ransomware and cyber attack, unfortunately, has to get a lot worse before it gets the attention that it needs. Scott says that too often, hospitals beef up security after an attack. This both puts patient and staff data at risk and can interrupt daily hospital operations, jeopardizing patients' physical health. 
Ernie Hood, an analyst with the advisory company, says they're modest steps, like assessing the threat and developing a response plan that every hospital could take today, like right now. It's the old story that the police will tell you. If you got a, a barking dog, you're less likely to be burglarized. That's not going to prevent a burglar, <laughs> but <laughs> they're more likely to go to your neighbor. But Hood says being proactive is tougher than it may sound. Right now, he says, executives and hospital boards lack the tools to both assess risk and calculate the investment needed to enhance security. I'm Dan Gorenstein for Marketplace. Nietzsche and the American healthcare economy only on Marketplace. Y'all green all the way around on Wall Street today. Thanks, Yellen. We'll have the details when we do the numbers.